Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, leading people into the Christ-centered life. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told them what Jesus had done. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. What are we accomplishing? they asked. Here is a man performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him, and then the Romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation. Then one of them, named Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year, spoke up. You know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation, and not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God, to bring them together and make them one. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. John chapter 11, verses 45 through 53. Most Christians trust in the idea that God can use anything for good. It's not that God necessarily commands or ordains every single action on earth, or even that he approves of it, because he's given us freedom of choice, which we sometimes abuse. But there is nothing, no situation, no person, no circumstance, that God cannot take and harness and turn around for good somehow. That may be poor comfort when we're actually right in the middle of tragedy, but it can generally be very comforting when we trust that God is always good and is always working for our good and working on a level of understanding and scope that we can't possibly imagine because we're not God. And that seems to be what's going on a bit in this passage in today's verses. It's a bit of a remarkable one. Because people saw Lazarus alive after knowing that he was dead, they're putting their trust in Jesus. He is who he says he is. This causes a problem for Jesus' opponents, and so they call the Sanhedrin together. The Sanhedrin is the ruling council of the Jewish people. Interestingly, we see some of the motivation for their opposition to Jesus. If he becomes too popular, the Romans are going to come into Israel and crush everything, they say. This is not an unreasonable concern. Rome had no patience for insurrection, and here is a man claiming to be the true king who would not have been received well by Caesar, the Roman king. Jesus is becoming too famous for comfort, and therefore the Sanhedrin feels that he must be stopped. It's interesting that they aren't nearly as concerned about the fact that Jesus literally just rose a man from the dead, and that he might in fact actually be the Messiah because of that. The miracle has not impacted them at all. And maybe this is one reason why Jesus wasn't too worried about people searching after miracles with him. He wanted them to go deeper. The Sanhedrin's more concerned about the political ramifications of the miracle worker than the miracle worker himself. Some of us are so stubborn that no matter what happens, we don't trust God. Caiaphas, the high priest, is no friend of Jesus, but amazingly, it appears here that God's Holy Spirit still moved through him earlier in the year and had him prophesy that Jesus would die for the sake of the Israelites and for the lost in order to bring them together. This passage seems to indicate that because of this prophetic word, they believe that Jesus has to die as a martyr so that Rome will just leave them alone. They see Jesus' death as a good thing, even ordained by God, because of this prophetic word. And of course it was, but not for the reasons that they were thinking about. 
God took some of their jealousy, he took some of their natural hatred, he took their distrust, and he uses all of these things to trip them into motion that would lead us to the cross. God takes what is not good and he starts to work it for his good. From this moment on, the Jewish leaders are officially on task to take Jesus out. God is using them to fulfill his will, even though they don't understand that that's what he's using them to do. They don't understand the fullness of how all of this works. God is making things happen for good. Today, take some time to think about your own life. Where is there a time that God used something maybe not so good to bring about something good? What did it teach you about God? What did it teach you about his goodness? And what did it teach you about yourself?